This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Anything you can think of, this whole culture of just your car being your world is has always been something I've, I've been a part of. And then to see the movie come out, it was the first one of its kind that really just hit that emotional button that connected how we feel about our vehicles and, and you know, in life. All right, back up, back up. Get off the street, off the street, let's go. Back it up, back it up. Everybody keep your hands real, real clear, all right? I got a surprise for y'all this evening. Ask any podcaster, any real podcaster. It doesn't matter if you record in person or over video chat. Podcasting's podcasting. Welcome back to EW's Binge of the Fast Saga, full transcripts of which are available on EW.com. I'm Derek Lawrence, aka the guy who went as Dominic Toretto for two straight Halloweens. And as that icon once said, the most important thing in life will always be the people in this Zoom, right here, right now. And for me, that's always the Dom to my Brian, the Letty to my Mia, the Roman to my Tej, the Giselle to my Han, Chanel Berlin Johnson. Chanel, are you too excited to talk too fast, too furious? Yes, beyond excited. I have told you this, but the listeners do not know that um, until Fast Five came out, this was actually my favorite Fast and Furious movie. Like I have obviously a lot of love for the first one, but Too Fast is really where it was at for me. Yeah, as for me, as I as I revealed to Ludacris, spoiler alert, we're talking to Ludacris today. Um, as I revealed to him, I wrote an article on the 15th anniversary of this film, literally with the headline, Too Fast, Too Underrated. So that kind of says right there, uh, everything you need to know uh, of my opinion on this one. It's a it's unlike any of the other Fast movies. Uh, and that could be said about a lot of them, right? I feel like the first four are like pretty unique to themselves and like, you know, where you can probably like starting five, you can kind of more group them all together and, you know, see that more specific, you know, characteristics that carry through. Um, Mm -hmm. But as a refresher for any new listeners, you know, in case all the Cole Hauser heads are just jumping in now, (laughs) um, Carter Verone stand, stand up. Um, But ahead of uh, F9's June 25th release, we kicked off our binge last week of Fast and Furious Saga. We had Vin Diesel, the fast patriarch Mm -hmm. himself, to talk yes. about the, the original film. And now we're ready for an all-timer with uh, Chris Ludacris Bridges, who made his triumphant debut as uh, a Miami mechanic turned tech genius, Tej Parker, in this uh, second Fast film. Um, incredible chat with, with Luda. It was a lot of fun. Um, so there's good. one There's one specific moment. I, at the end, I'll, I'll touch back on it, but there's one moment that I've like, has been just replaying in my head over and over from it. Um, so we'll talk about that after everyone gets a chance to listen to it. But Chanel, what do people need to know about Too Fast? Uh, as or, or as I tell tell Luda, the greatest movie title in history. Yeah, 
so the first thing, the biggest thing, obviously, is at the end of Fast One, um, Dom gets the car from Brian. Brian goes on the run. Like, he's basically given up the cop life. Uh, he goes across the country doing races to make money. And you could even watch this in the prelude to, to Fast Too <laughs> Furious called Turbocharge, which is basically just like an extended music video of Paul Walker driving across the country as Brian. Minka Kelly's in it. So check that out if you have not seen it somehow. Uh, but the law catches up with him in Miami and he knows already the Tej character there. He knows Suki, who is hanging out with Tej at the time. Um, but the law catches up with him and then they offer him a deal. Basically, if you help us bring down Carter Verone, then we'll clean your records. And um, he is supposed to be paired with another officer, but of course loops in and goes to recruit Roman Pierce, who is his estranged at this time childhood friend. They've had a bit of a falling out. And of course, you know, we know where it goes from there. Of course, uh, Roman becomes a bigger part of the series, but this is where we first meet him. And Ava Mendez also plays an undercover officer um, in with Carter Verone's crew, who may or may not have turned. It's suggested, I guess. But like, you know, they succeed. It all works out. I mean, you had me the whole time, but like you, you bring up Ava Mendez and like I'm beyond sold. Like again, for something else we'll get into, you know, stick around after our, our chat with Luda. Uh, me and Chanel will go further into Too Fast. One more warning. I mean, which, I don't know. You're listening to a fast podcast. We're going to talk spoilers for any and all films, even if, you know, uh, they're the films that we're not necessarily specifically talking about on this episode. Now we'll jump to our chat with Luda. It's going to be an all-timer today, and that's because we're joined by Chris Ludacris Bridges, uh, also affectionately known as Tej Parker. Luda, welcome to our binge of Fast and Furious. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. What's going on? Happy to have you here. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're so excited to talk to you, especially excited that we're chatting Too Fast, Too Furious, which I'll always believe is the greatest title in film history. Do you agree or disagree? <laughs> man, you know what? Uh, off the top of my head, I think there is one that is better. I just... If, if it comes to me during this podcast, I will let you know. But it's up there with the with the best of them. But I don't know if it's the absolute best type. Yeah, yeah. I always feel bad for all the rest of the movies, when, like the Fast movies that come out, because I feel like it's hard to like, even like Fast Five is a great title, but it's like, to me, there's like, just that something about the Too Fast, Too Furious that like can never fully be topped, uh, even though we, we keep hoping. Um, it's a marketing so, tool all within itself. So you're yeah, there. it's the one people reference for everything. Like like they you have a sequel to anything, they too fast, they they play on it. So it's iconic. You know, I'm sitting here like I was trying to be, uh, you know, I was trying to be like maybe there's a better title, but now that I think about it, you you might be onto something because when people think about sequels, they try to add that two to it because yeah. of, it may have set a precedent and set a whole trend. So I take everything back. You're right. Fast <laughs> Too Furious is the best title of all movies because it set the stage for a whole bunch of other sequels and people putting two in the damn second name. In the name. Yeah. Well, it, it even let me. I wrote uh, for the 15th anniversary a couple years ago. I wrote something about Too Fast and I literally titled the article Too Fast, Too Underrated. So it also it just gives so many opportunities uh, <laughs> for that kind of wordplay. So we have to appreciate anything like that. Um <laughs> So we, we start out each of these episodes by, uh, we, we quote uh, the great Dominic Toretto. You know, he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters for those 10 seconds or less. He's free. So I know you're great at like quickly summarizing stuff, as I just found out earlier with you talking F9. How would you summarize Too Fast, Too Furious in 10 seconds or less? I would uh, summarize it as ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. 
I mean, it's just all. factually correct. That was a half a second. You didn't even need one. <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> you would have won that race for sure. I mean, what is the first thing you think about when you when you uh, reflect back or think back to uh, to Too Fast, Too Furious? Man, I just it's just pure joy because a lot of people don't realize or know that John Singleton had me try out. I, I was on tour with Eminem at the time, and um, I got the call. And I, I realize it now because I believe Ja Rule was supposed to get this part and they couldn't come to an agreement or something like that. And at the last minute, they had to hurry up and fill this character's role. And so me being on stage, I, I just I mean, I just remember getting um right before getting on stage. I was in, the, in my dressing room and someone told me, you have to you have to try out for this part. He, they only have a certain they only have like one day. So you got to put it on tape now. And here's the sides and you got to do it. I'm like 15, 20 minutes from going on stage. I'm looking over the sides and I'm like, here's a great opportunity. Let me just give it the best that I have within the time frame. And I did it. And I got the call the next day. John Singleton told me I got the part. So when you ask me what's the first thing I think of, it's that crunch situation of, am I going to get this part? I don't know. I don't have too much time to even think about being nervous about reading these lines or nothing. I just got to do the shit. And I did it. And the rest is fucking history, man. And how'd that how that performance go that night? I mean, you had, you're you're rushing to do the signs, and the, I mean, obviously that comes easy to you. So maybe you, you probably didn't need uh, that last 15 minutes to get ready for that. Yeah, the hard part was trying to act. <laughs> Fucking rapping is what I did on, the <laughs> on stage was perfectly fine. I was like, this is new to me, but you know, to go into what you're saying, the whole Too Fast Too Furious experience just brings me so much joy. One of the greatest stories I have is that. Because nobody that ever worked with me on a movie set, there's this, you know, stereotype that rappers get, um, sometimes rightfully so. And I just remember being called on set, you know, two, three hours before I was actually really supposed to be there. And I didn't realize till after the movie, they just they thought I was going to show up late every day. They thought I'd have a whole 50 fucking people entourage with me every day, hanging around the trailer. We'd smoke all over the place loud ass music blasting messing up the whole damn scene everything i did none of that stuff man i showed up professional i was grateful for the opportunity so i was kind of pissed that i was sitting in my trailer for two or three hours (laughs) when when do we shoot like when is this gonna happen that's what the hell's going on with me (laughs) do you remember what was the first thing that you shot when you got to set that that first day the first thing i shot was the fucking opening scene believe it or not so that whole thing where i was like like Wait, wait, um, light them up, light them up. The very first scene of the entire movie with my afro all the way out. That was my first time on camera performing on a movie of that caliber, period. Yo, Jimmy, man, give me the status. Tell me we good. Beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. All right, all right, all right, fire them up such an all-time intro like fast really nails the intros like with vin in the first movie they kind of set up from behind just kind of like they do for mm-hmm. you and too fast you know yep. uh Dwayne gets an incredible intro in fast five like uh and it's it's something they do so well no one could have predicted that we'd be you know approaching the ninth one here um what i mean what was your relationship were you with with the fa- the first fast movie you know you get the call for too fast um were you a fan of that original had you already checked it out where, where were you at with that of course, man, I was a fan and I was just so happy that you have this subculture that just literally broke wide because, you know, anybody knows not only myself, but just 
you know, coming from a certain place, our cars are our world, man. I do all my writing with my music in my car. People know about this Acura legend. If you follow me on social media, I've had pretty much my whole life um, racing, um, doing donuts, uh, anything you can think of. This whole culture of just your car being your world is has always been something I've I've been a part of. And then to see the movie come out, it was the first one of its kind that really just hit that emotional button that connected how we feel about our vehicles and, and you know, in life. Have uh, Did being in the Fast movies sort of elevate how into car culture that you were? Like with Sung, he told us about like, it gave him access to stuff that he hadn't even dreamed of, even though he loved cars <laughs> all his life. Yeah. Uh, was it the same for you? I would say 100%. So all these Nas tanks and making your car go, like we knew to take the, the I think it's called the governor. Like you could take the governor off of certain things, even if we had, go-karts and things of that nature, any motorized vehicle. Uh, but when you started seeing the movie and you started seeing them putting tanks to make their cars go faster, we were like getting all type of ideas. So I would say it opened my eyes 100% to a lot more than what we were used to. And also something like you mentioned, the Acura, what I would love to see, and if you would ever be open to it, Tej in the Acura in a movie. Like I feel like just give the car an opportunity to be a hero would be amazing just one time at least <laughs> right doesn't want to risk it though i agree you wouldn't want to risk it because they, you don't want to take anything of our real lives and try and put it in the movie so you got to keep those worlds separate <laughs> if ben can jump out of a fucking moving vehicle uh 15 <laughs> times and, and you don't even see any blood on his arm i don't think they want to cross these two worlds <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned this was like your first major role. You obviously, you know, word of mouth had just come out, uh, you know, just before you guys did Too Fast, and that was a smash. You you had done a cameo in The Wash, but obviously that was a, a small little thing. So, like, were there any nerves in kind of preparing to take on, you know, uh, such a major role in such a, you know, big movie? 100%, man. That's a great question. I was nervous as hell. And I think what made me comfortable was John Singleton himself, man. May he rest in peace. He made me feel extremely comfortable, um, especially during that opening scene. After that, I was I was ready to go. And, you know, I remember having these pep talks with him and making sure. Are you sure we got the take? I could do it again. I want to make sure this is my first real movie debut. I want to make sure it's right. He really was just great in terms of making me feel confident. Later on in the movies, improv becomes such a big part of what you and Tyrese do. But did that start in Too Fat? Did you get to play around like that, too? Did John give you that space? Yeah, yeah, we got the I got to play around a little bit, but if you obviously if you recall, me and Tyrese's characters weren't as close as we were right. in ladders. So I was kind of on my own, and I kind of stepped stuck more to the script just because I was establishing this character as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, did did you have conversations with John about kind of the background of Tej? Like, I know in Fast Five we get the great kind of yeah. uh, you know line of like I had a life before you knew me, O'Connor. So what what were those uh, conversations like with John? They were, man, because it was a lot of me trying to figure out why I have to have a limp. Um, <laughs> Fast and Furious, because I had gotten a car wreck or something like that. And it's funny, uh, in Fast Five, my leg is perfectly fine. I have no more issues. <laughs> I guess you take a couple years, maybe it healed, whatever. But that was one of the things, you know, having the backstory and trying to understand how much of a hustler he is. But we didn't go too in depth because, you know, he didn't want to he didn't want to drown me in, <laughs> in character, but enough to to get in the mindset of where this character lives and and how he acts and, you know, who he is. You uh, obviously you work with 
Paul Walker in the movie and he's already been in the Fast One movie. What was it like to sort of meet him and be welcomed into the universe in that way? Like, did he help sort of bridge, you know, movie one, movie two and like all of that stuff? What was it like talking to him and getting to know what the world was in that way? Man, we were the probably our birthdays are like one day apart, man, in terms of just characteristics and personality. I think him and I were the closest uh, on set between anybody. And he definitely helped, man. He, you know, he's, he definitely makes you feel confident just because he's so down to earth. He's so extremely humble. He'll, t- he'll tell you straight, you know, what it is and um, just his energy, man. I miss that energy so much. So to answer your question, I agree. Yes, he, he definitely was one that always was willing to have the conversation and help out as well and be a joy on set with whenever you were in the scene with him. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you come in to this one, you know, joining Paul, but also Tyrese does as well. Uh, well, first off, like, how well did you know Tyrese coming into this? Obviously, you guys have, you know, really been doing, you know, big things in music. So were you guys already, you know, familiar with each other and know each other coming in? Uh, we really got cool um, on the movie set. We didn't really know each other like that beforehand. I'm sure we came across each other's paths, but on Too Fast, Too Furious, we were shooting in Miami. So that should let you know right there. <laughs> Uh, we, we, became, we became really cool on that on that movie set, man, and being in Miami and having fun on and off set. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. I remember talking to the cast of Any Given Sunday back in the, a couple years ago, and they were talking about shooting in Miami, and they're like, yeah, it's what you think it was. So I'm sure uh, too fast <laughs> it, was, it was the same. Um, hey. So what's it, what's it been like then developing this, you know, kind of hilarious odd couple dynamic over the years, uh, you know, with Tyrese between uh, Tej and Roman? Obviously, it delivers, you know, so many great moments, you know, through the years. Man, it does, man. And I just love that they give us a certain amount of freedom to to do us. Obviously, we'll say whatever they want us to say on script. And then obviously they'll give us one or two more takes and we just go crazy. And a lot of times what they end up using is some of the stuff that we just came off the head with. And I think that's what makes people love, you know, our dynamics so much. And it's 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 like that off screen as well, man. We just like to have fun. Um, you, when you look back at it, all the memories that we've had and not only cracking the whole cast up, but cracking each other up, it's definitely something that will make you smile each and every single time. Man. When you obviously like that really takes off in Fast Five. But did you guys feel like did you feel the seeds of what that dynamic could be at all when you were doing Too Fast? Like you didn't overlap a ton, but you share a little bit of a little bit of time on screen. Man, we it's, it's funny you ask that because I we didn't really because we were so we were so focused on just delivering what we were supposed to deliver for that particular movie. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to five, it was just like, okay, now we get to play with it a little bit more, but we weren't because our, even our um, relationship in too fast, too furious was completely different. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great, that was a great question. I never even thought about that. <laughs> great. What, uh, I mean, we have to talk act a fool you know, such a great song on his own, but then a great song that fits perfectly into the film. And I mean, first, I, I love it. Always an incredible heat check to me when a, like an act, a musician can be in a movie and then like not playing themselves. And then one of their songs is also in the movie. It kind of almost breaks the fourth <laughs> wall, which I love about that. But like, what was the process of making Act a Fool? I mean, was that something that you know, they kind of, you know, asked you to do when you signed on or, or how did that come about? And obviously such a great, uh, a great hit. Yeah, it was. John John was the one who spearheaded that. He said, I need a song. And, and that's exactly what we did. And he was the director on the movie, on the music video as well. And, you know, yeah, it is ludicrous in, in music. And then, you know, Tej in the movie. But the good thing, humbly speaking, is that 
it wasn't too far of a stretch from my regular everyday ordinary you know personality so mm-hmm. i, I kind of was able to play ludicrous to a degree in my because <laughs> if it's my real first movie role i think that's a great transition to not be able to go too far the first time it's kind of yeah. like you're just learning the fundamentals of what's going on so i'm not saying i was playing ludicrous in too fast too furious it wasn't too far of a fucking stretch from it there you go when you get to movies like Crash and Hustle and Flow and all that other stuff, then we can, and even Law and Order, which they keep replaying now, that's where the real acting came into play. But, you know, let's just yeah. do a great yeah, you don't want Yeah, you don't want people thinking that's ludicrous in some of those, uh, in some yeah. of those roles. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in Too Fast, like, you do have another person who you who is kind of your partner, which is uh, Devin Aoki's character, Suki. Um, what was yeah. it like working with her? And do you do you guys still keep in touch at all now? Another great question. So obviously, I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, her father started Benihana Restaurant Chain. Yep. I since I've been a kid, it's been my favorite restaurant of all times. And when oh, I was wow. eating with her, don't get me wrong, she was great and she still is great. And we still do talk. And I love her, like her personality, everything about her. But I was definitely trying to use the relationship to go to any kind of possibly could. And I think she knows that. I was very candid with her at some point. <laughs> I loved it because she took me one time, and I remember, you know, the person bringing over just a like a blank piece of paper or something, and she just signed off on it because, you know, her dad owns the whole entire like wow. you get whatever. I was ordering everything. <laughs> and I was two chefs over to the fucking table. I want it all. This is all free. I know the owner. I'm taking advantage of this opportunity. I made her take me to Benny Hines probably like eight damn times. I love it. Do we think that's how Tyrese got Gipsy Hana and didn't get any yeah. legal action taken against him? Is that, is that I don't how the think, thing? I don't think that had anything to do with it whatsoever. Because I don't think Tyrese was there with us. But when I tell you, I juiced that relationship. And in retrospect, I, I have to say, you know, she knows it. Like, I love. I, I, so I'm saying, I just saw her not too long ago in LA, and I was just thanking her for for the being hottest. <laughs> that's I, amazing. That, that's so awesome. What? Uh, there, there's so many great scenes and and too fast. But do you have a personal favorite? Uh, whether you know you're in it or not. Man, it is. But it would be very hard for you guys to to. It was part of the racing scenes, and the, the reason it's one of my favorite parts is because. They used to actually let us drive the cars. Um, and <laughs> Not they anymore. Had, they had extra cars on standby if we were to wreck one of them or so if something was to happen. So you have these cars and you have like five car duplicate cars on standby. And so now recently, obviously because of liability issues, you get stuntmen that do most of the stuff so that we can continue shooting. But my best memories lie in the fact that I was actually driving some of those cars and there was a scene where I know Paul Walker was was driving one as well. And we just had so much fun being being the Tom Cruises of today. Like you're actually <laughs> doing your own stunts. And don't get me wrong, we still do some of our own stunts, but when it comes to those cars, very rare do they let us get the real nitty gritty work done. It's like a whole second unit that gets to do. I, speaking, speaking of favorites, I have to ask you, there, there's so many great quotes in this movie, but I gotta, I gotta ask you what gives you the biggest laugh or kick still. Tyrese's delivery of We Hungry, 
or Paul's all-time delivery of, of I said, forget about it, cuh. Like that's still, <laughs> I just watch that on replay sometimes. It's just like, both of those are incredible. But like, I don't know, do you have, do you have a personal Paul favorite? Walker, forget about it, <laughs> Because only because we were laughing about that like way after the take. Like that, it was just like the running joke the entire rest <laughs> of the movie. So funny. And he kept, he kept repeating it over and over. I love to the cameras like zooms in on him too. Like it's like the camera knows, okay, he's about to do it right now. And it just like cuts in on him. And it's just so perfect. But yeah, John was in on it. Everybody was, they loved that. Gotta love it. That's amazing. Let your man go, huh? Drop it, I don't wanna talk about it. Drop it, hell? I wanna hear about this, homie. I said forget about it, cuz. Back to the cars real quick. Like, so you got to drive them around. Is that part of what made you, um, I saw on Conan, you saying that you bought a car from every Fast and Furious movie. Did it start with that and just getting to experience the different ones and picking out your favorites? Not necessarily like doing the stunts. Cause on the first one I did buy that Louis Vuitton, um, truck. Oh. And you know, I mean, that was at the flashy stage of my life where it was just <laughs> like, you know, all this stuff. And it's so crazy because uh, if you remember that story, I told them I had to like sell that car. Like, right, right. Later. I couldn't even drive that in Atlanta. Everyone was following me, honking the horn, <laughs> taking pictures. I'm like, this is what did I sign up for? This is not <laughs> and you know, I got out of that flashy stage real quick. So there you have it. Do you have a favorite one still now? Oh, a favorite car from the movies? Yeah. Um, man, believe it or not, there's, there's an old school box Chevy from from five. It's like one of the first scenes you see me and Tyrese. Oh, when you pull up, yeah. yeah. Old school cars. Man, there's a whole old school culture just, you know, everywhere, but in the South especially, where you take these, these box Chevys and it's just like, it's a thing, man. You got to love that. That's nice. What was it like uh, developing? You talked about earlier your introduction and you, you got the fro going, but like just in general, what was it like developing the look of Tej? Like I know a, a colleague of mine is obsessed with the white bucket hat you get you get to wear. Uh, so there's some really great uh, classic looks in there. What was it like uh, kind of figuring out uh, that look of, of Tej? Uh, it was pretty easy because it was also the look of ludicrous at the time. <laughs> it was braids and sometimes your hair is all the way out. So again, Easy, very great transition of my first movie role. I was pretty much doing the same damn things I did on videos. There you go. So later on then, when you get to, we get to evolve Tesh's character and he's in more of the tech, like what were your thoughts there? Like you, what, like what did you want him to become that you were excited to do? Like what made you want to change it up? Man, I, I love the fact that, you know, he's an African-American, extremely intelligent, tech savvy person. But I think what I love the most that is kind of like the not in your face, but it, it, it needs to be said is that he's kind of the glue um, of all of the different characters because they kind of rely on him in order to, you know, um, be the heart of these missions in terms of making that they, they all go out and they delegate duties and do certain things. But I'm kind of like the, the backbone of the entire operation. Because if it you know if it wasn't for me putting all these strings together, then we wouldn't be able to do that. So I love being that character that's able to to utilize my strengths to help the entire team and be that 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 heart of the operation. What, what's it like trying to deliver all that tech jargon? We talked to Tyrese, and he's like, "I'm glad uh, Luda's happy to do it because I." He's like, "I wouldn't want any part of that." So what's I know now? You got Natalie has to figure it out too. But like, do you even know sometimes the things you're saying? Because I'm watching and I don't, and I'm just like, I'm assuming Tej knows what he's talking about. Sometimes I don't, but then I have to go like talk to the writer and be like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" Man? So at least uh, I got to do my best acting job. I need to at least understand what this is and not just read the words. 
But there was a part in five where I'm literally, I'm sure Tyrese probably told you this or not, but I'm looking down at the camera, but I literally had my sides and I was actually reading. <laughs> like, because it was so much tech jargon. But the good thing is that my eye line was right where the sides were. Me and Tyrese have a, a, a ball doing that sometimes because we're technically not supposed to do it. But if your delivery and your performance is just as good and no one can tell on certain every now and then. <laughs> yeah, you just do it, man. And it was a perfect time frame for me to do that. And I remember it was, I was I was with a remote control car. So oh, yeah. Down. Right. If you go look back at that scene, I was reading the hell out of them damn. <laughs> yeah. I love that so I much. That now I can talk about it. <laughs> so so Too Fast comes out. It's obviously a hit. Did you expect you guys to like all run it back together? Or were you not surprised like when it went in a, you know, temporarily went in a different direction, uh, you know, with Tokyo Drift? Oh, yeah, man. We thought that was it. We thought it was a wrap. Never in a million years were we like, oh, yeah, we're about to come back and do even more. We just, we had fun for what it was. And you got to think, it was what, like five years in between two and five? Something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we had no idea. Absolutely no idea. And to get that call back, that's why that's why you see us having so much fun. Because we're like, yo, this is great. And by the way, I, I, I haven't seen Nine yet. And obviously, I, we all love Seven for numerous reasons. I'm sure this is one of the questions, but... Five is my all-time favorite. My favorite of all of the of franchise. Five. The way yeah, it's I've... together, the cinematography, the the um the the storyline, the characters, the 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 what do you call it when it goes from one scene together? The story the, continuity. The, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, all of that. I just love five the most. I mean, five five is and we love all every every movie is great. We love them all, but like I think five is no doubt like the best i think it's the best action film like maybe ever like it's just uh, oh shit yeah i said it i said it i said it luna i think Let's ever go. yeah like, go check it out. i gotta go watch it yeah it's it's so good and then too you know uh we go right from the safe scene into donza kuduro which i don't need, i don't speak spanish i don't know what uh don omar singing but it's just kind of the perfect uh, uh <laughs> montage to wrap it up so no go you will never the anniversary is coming up too so it's perfect timing to go rewatch yeah. fast five Justin doesn't just say stuff like this, but this will be good when you guys talk to him. Sometimes people, we just say, you know, cliche things, not with this movie. I'm saying in general, we would be like, yo, this is my best album because you're trying to promote that album and you want it to sell. Justin looked me in my eye twice and said, Fast Nine is the best out of the entire franchise. Oh, that's whoa. man, that's a bold, like you said, yo, he's not a guy right. who throws that kind of hyperbole around. I said the same thing, bro. Listen. For him to say that, I can't wait to see it. I yeah. Can't. Oh, my God. Amazing. Even more hype now. Um, on Fast Five, though, the other thing that I always love to remember, and with the anniversary, I'm sure it will be talked about a lot because it should be, you guys did the huge team-up movie before Marvel and the Avengers. So, like, on top of it being a great movie, it's also, like, the best team-up movie I think that we have had. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, you know what I will say? I've seen a lot of movies. And you were saying that five might be the best action scene. I definitely give five the best fighting scene between Vin and The Rock. Oh, it was my an God. amazing fighting scene ever. And I loved it so much because it was like you, this was the first time you ever saw a slight kink in, the, in, in Vin's mm -hmm. armor. Like uh, it was the very first time. And it's like neither one of them lost it, <laughs> neither one of them won. It was so phenomenal, bro. But 
I, I, I will have to say I, I can't think of a better fight scene, pound for pound, second for second, than that damn scene. It's it's just so punishing. That's the thing. Like it's like yeah. you're you're sitting there watching. You feel like you're taking the punches. I mean, what do we think? Did do you ever think what was Tej up to between two and five? Like, did he go? <laughs> maybe maybe he got surgery to fix that yes. limb. Maybe he went to ITT Tech. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever thought about say, what he, he's been? He got that leg. He he replaced his leg between two and five, <laughs> and he definitely got some lessons in tech, or he never showed anyone that he had those those skills. So yes, one hundred percent, bro. We've got to take a break, but we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now let's go right back into the interview. Uh, we're going to wrap up with the, uh, the what we call the final lap where we do kind of some more fun, you know, random questions. Uh, we'll start it off. So we're talking Too Fast. If you could bring an, another actor into Too Fast, we've got a time machine or whatever. We're not replacing anybody. We're either bringing a totally new actor who hasn't been in Fast or you can bring like, you know, someone who doesn't show up until later and insert them into Fast. What would be your dream uh, pick there? That is a really good question, man. I've told people before, I want Matt Damon in the frame. Oh my God! This is you're <laughs> everybody's <third>. saying that. <laughs> you're the third person to say Matt Damon. Uh, yes, this answer, uh, Tyrese and Michelle. Not to spoil for you know those will be down the road, but yeah, that's three for three on Matt Damon. Wow. So so it's either Matt Damon and or <laughs> Tom fucking Cruise, man. Um, okay. Yeah. See. Now we're talking, I, you know, not to self-promote, but I wrote a story because obviously everyone's talking space with Fast. Tom Cruise is supposed to be making a movie where he's literally filming it in space. So yeah. I should just bring them together. That's the perfect solution. Right. Uh, just have Tom Cruise as like the bad guy in space that you guys have to I go agree. stop. <laughs> so so even, even well, I know I'm giving too much, but it's like Denzel Washington, man. If Denzel were a part of this franchise somehow after the equalizer, it, it could play a role because now you got like, you, you know, you have the Helen Mirrens and you got these different people. I feel like it would be amazing if Denzel come on too. So, that, that was I, like that, 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 I mean, that's been a rumor. That was a rumor, you know, I think maybe around seven. So, you know, now we got, uh, we're getting towards the end. Maybe that uh, finally becomes true. Come back around. Hopefully. Yeah. What I do want to say, not again, so I have, a, this might be a controversial. I'm sorry to do this to Tej the character, but... I, I ranked a couple years ago who the fastest and furiousest, I mean, I think I made that word up, is in Fast and Furious. I did the top 10. I will say most people we've talked to have not enjoyed their their slots. I have Tej 10th just because he's not, he, you know, he's not driving much, right? So he's not, you know, one of the, the faster. And he's not furious. He's a chill guy. I mean, how many, so. How many people, how many slots is it? There was it was ten out of ten, but not everyone qualified. That's the thing, you know what oh, I mean? Okay. Like, uh, you know, like Bow Wow didn't qualify. I would have had Tej ahead of Twinkie. You know, no offense to Twinkie. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think? Do you, do you think it should be higher? Maybe F nine will will change it. I don't know. Is that or does that seem fair? Spot. No, that's all good. You that's perfectly fine. My character, but in real life, I'm in the top three. Better believe oh, that. In after, time. I mean. <laughs> Literally, I mean, that would be 100%. I mean, you literally, it's in Act yeah. of Fool. The lyrics right there tell us where you should be uh, in the rankings. Uh, as Absolutely. And some, some would definitely be in the top three as well. 
Nice. Oh yeah, so, Song said. Song said after F nine, Han's ranking should definitely rise. So I might have to do a whole new uh, evaluation once once we see the great F nine. Do we get to ever see Tej get involved in like a little hand to hand? Like everybody else fights, even if it's badly. F nine, fast nine. Oh, okay, and more coming. In grade seven, I well, I had Natalie with me, and I did that one move where I punched right. through, like, did the whole fifty-two thing and did all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two blocks. So there you go. Yeah, see, to me, that 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 uh should bump you up at least at least a little. That's a little furious yeah. right there. <laughs> all good. Listen, that's what I want. I, I literally love starting out where I did, so that every single time you see my character progress and do something out mm-hmm. of the ordinary that you never thought that you would do. So I'm all with that because there's room to grow, baby. Yeah. Yes. In, in, in each of these interviews, we've been, you know, trying to uh, build a spinoff or a prequel for each character. So let, let's let's jump to After Fast 11. We wrap up the main series. I mean, what do we think a Tej movie looks like? We, we know the Tej Roman spinoff has always been kind of uh, rumored and talked about. But I don't know what in your mind, what would a Tej uh, vehicle look like? Man, you know, what's crazy is that I love how other franchises are able to do this. And sometimes the ones that are the sneakers and the ones that you least expect to, to be one of your favorites, it's just out of the blue, just kills, right? So I feel like Ted just has to be like the, the, the Black Panther of the Marvel Universe. It'll just <laughs> surprise the hell out of you. You didn't know that this many people were like anticipating the Tej movie just because you always thought that. So, so it's like putting the smarts together with the action. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be very intelligent. That's the way that I would say it. If it's one thing I love outside of the Fast franchise is movies that are very, very intelligent where you have to figure things out and it has so many twists and turns. And, you know, I, I love that. That's one thing that would differentiate myself from something that anyone else probably has said about what their spinoff would do. Yeah. And but, I feel like in a lot of ways, Tez has the most mystery around like what he's been up to in his life. So there's a lot of room to play there. <laughs> very true. Right. Because Tyrese's character, you already know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> he's just all about that life. So, you know, yeah, that's good. I like you say that. Mystery. I mean, maybe, you know, I don't want to, maybe we, maybe we do too fast, too smart. I don't know. I feel like we got to bring back the two, the too fast, uh, you know, title, you know, uh, use. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a way. Um, so you're good at teases. You gave us a great uh, half second tease of, uh, or of explanation of, uh, fast uh, too fast earlier so what would be you already told us i mean f9 is going to be the greatest movie of all time according to justin lynn but what would be your specific uh kind he of didn't uh, say, he didn't say of all time he said I know. that was me that was me uh just deciding because i mean i already said fast five is the best action movie of all time so if f9 is better than fast five it's just automatically taking that spot so i'm i'm being you know adding my little context to that but okay. what would be your uh, what would be your tease uh for what fans can expect when we finally get f9 in a few months my tease, I, I, I can now say this because I was saying it on the uh, on the Twitter thing as well. I almost got in trouble because <laughs> they, we had to keep this us being in outer space a secret. So now it's OK to say my tease is people we're going to outer space before Tom Cruise thought about it. We <laughs> did it. So I'm letting you know right now, outer fucking space. There's nothing else that needs to be said. We're going to outer space. Shit. I Wow. I mean, did, yeah. were, were, did you get a call right after I, like I said, I know you got, you said maybe in a little trouble. So is your phone, was your phone blowing up after you, you know, do an interview where <laughs> yes. maybe like they're cornering you about space and you're, you're trying to do your best to dodge it? 
Absolutely. Yes. But now we don't have to dodge it anymore. We, we pull a throttle, man. Pull a throttle. <laughs> That's awesome. What, uh, I mean, is there one wish you have left for the end of Fast? I mean, you know, we're, we're wrapping up the, the main series, at least, with two more movies. But is there is there one thing you'd love to see or maybe do yeah. that you haven't been able to? What is Great it? You got one? The only <laughs> thing we haven't done, now that we've gone to space, underwater fight scene. Oh yeah! Oh, that that would be beautiful. Jordana told us that she was like, "We haven't really done boats, so that would be fun." Ooh. So m- mixing those together. <laughs> Let's go, baby! Hey man, let me just tell y'all, I'm the luckiest human being alive, right? A rap career and a fucking movie career. These are the two top dream things that everyone in the world wants to do: be a movie star and a and a rock star. And I'm actually living it out. It's surreal for me to even say that. I'm just telling you guys because I have to tell somebody. Yeah. I'm like the luckiest person in the entire world, period. We're I mean, lucky to just get to watch it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I feel the luckiest. Yeah. Just knowing uh, F9's coming up. Um, well, Luna, thanks again for joining us and becoming, you know, a part of the binge family. We really appreciated it and uh, talking too fast. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you. All right. Here's the deal Verone's looking for drivers. I've arranged for both of you to join up. I've also hired some thugs, you know, to make it legit. When do we start? Right now. What a fantasy it was to have Luda on the pod. <laughs> Truly an all-timer today. And I, as I tease in the intro, I will never forget his literal oh shit reaction to me yeah. declaring Fast Five the greatest action movie ever. And the thing is, I love that he eventually came around on it. So we love these movies so much that we that just the Luda conversation wasn't enough for us. We had to keep talking too fast. Um, you know, so considering the the Hollywood elite at the Oscars and the Golden Globes refuse to recognize fast greatness. We're bringing some justice. We're handing out a few awards, allowing us to go a little deeper on certain parts of the movie. Yes, I'm looking at you, Eva Mendez. Um, <laughs> Chanel, what's our first category? So as Brian says in the first Fast and Furious movie, he says, if I win, I take the money and the respect. To some people, that's more important. So while he wins Dom's respect, we get to decide who wins our respect for each film. And what do you think for this one, Derek? I mean, it's whoever came up with the idea for the opening credits for the Universal logo to yeah. like turn into the chrome wheel and then with the <laughs> spinner and then it just, that goes right into an actual car and like we're in the movie, we're in Miami, we're getting ready for this race. Like they, there's been some fun, you know, stuff done over the years with whether it's the Universal logo or some of the other studio logos. Um, but I think again, I don't, I don't want to just sit here and say that everything fast does is the greatest thing that's ever been done, but I might have to say it again with that, with that logo, with the universal yeah. logo It's just so yeah. cool and inventive and fits this movie. And immediately, you know, the look of this movie, what you're getting into. And it's so unique to too fast that I love it so much. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it also sets up in its own way, like the how much fun this movie is. Like the first one has a lot on its shoulders and setting up both the action, but also like the emotion of Dom and like what the crew, what they're all about. And this one is just like really leans into the comedy even more. And I feel like just starting out with something that could be like kind of over the top with something like that. But it just it's it's an exciting time. And like you said, it puts you right into the movie and the fun of it. I think that's great. Um, I would say I would give an honorable mention to the Roman character because after losing Dom for the second movie, it would be really easy to just have the second movie sort of lose its way. But they come up with something that I think is really interesting and giving, you know, a little bit of backstory on Brian by meeting this character. Like we hear in the first movie, you know, that he's uh, done the years in juvie for boosting cars, but we that's kind of all we know. So it's like a little, I think it's really cool to bring Roman in and give us like flesh that out a bit more. 
Yeah, that was a lot of pressure, as you said. And, and that's something, you know, down the road when we get to our Tyrese episode, like he 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 harkens back to that. And he says that was definitely like a thing. You can't just ha- introduce this character and have him be like Dom because like he's yeah. already going to be compared to that and you're not going to be able to replicate that. So they definitely go in a different direction. Obviously, we know the Roman character, definitely a transition for him. He's funny here. But like he, you know, becomes like the the real jokester you right. know, upon his return in Fast Five, and not as much the tough guy that he is here. So that's been an interesting transition. But no, you're totally right. Uh, so I, I love that honorable mention. Next up, we've got the hey, this guy's in the movie. You know, recognizing some of the maybe bit players that are, are recognizable for other um, parts of the life. Last on the Fast One episode, we did Ted Levine. You know, mm-hmm. so memorable as Buffalo Bill and uh, Silence of the Lambs. Here, I think there were some good options. Another honorable mention, you meant you, you said earlier, Mika Kelly in her non-speaking yeah. role in the uh, Too Fast pre- prelude short film, which is like, what? what a, wow. Go, go look it up. It's like six minutes. There's no dialogue. Just like, you know, kind of a little bit of music. Um, and I really want to know what the budget was for that. So yeah. uh, good for you, Mika Kelly. Pre-Friday Night Lights, Mika Kelly. But right. speaking of TV favorites, I actually think this is the, the winners here are Amari Nolasco of Prison Break and Michael Ely of a lot of shows. I, you know, yeah. uh, I, I always appreciated him on The Good Wife. He's been feeling like I could lose track. I could sit here and name so many movies that are shows that Michael Ely's in. Takers, another, he reunites yes. with Paul Walker. Takers is a, a real personal favorite of mine. It's on it's Netflix underrated. if you haven't seen it. Yes. So, I mean, Idris Elba, Paul Walker, Michael mm-hmm. Ely, um, Hayden Christensen, weirdly, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Matt Dillon. It's just an insane cast, like just really strange, but then works. So they're in that early race, right? It's, it's as we talked about the opening of the movie, it's, you know, Amari Nolasco, Michael Ely, and uh, Devin Aoki. And they're sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for that fourth who ends up being, you know, Brian. And uh, it's just a fun little thing, you know, in any of these movies, when you see people, you're like, hey, them. Or like, maybe you didn't know who they were at the time, which is yeah. probably the case for these two for us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I-, I think later, too, like, we know that the Fast movies started to purposefully introduce, like, little cameos of people. But this is one where you really look back on it and you're like, oh, wow, they managed to get all these recognizable people who went on to do great things, which is, like, part of the fun of being able to revisit it, too, that literally everyone involved in this movie that, you know, could have just been straight to DVD, like, nothing is actually a-, a gem in so many ways. And I think part of it is having, like, those people in there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have Lupin, uh, you know, Mark Boone Jr., uh, who gets the, yes. the, the the cop who gets the rat. <laughs> we don't even yeah. need to go into the, the whole rat of it all here. Um, but he's, you know, uh, been in a lot of stuff, including he's a favorite on Sons of Anarchy. Um, mm-hmm. And Jin, who plays Jimmy. Uh, do you yeah. remember where the, for 106 at Park, right? This is where this yeah. guy got his start. I remember growing up watch, after school every day watching 106 at Park. And uh, this, you know, guy, Jin, who plays Jimmy, the mechanic at Tej's shop, he was like the, what was it, like the freestyle champion? It was whatever thing yeah. that they had, like Freestyle Friday or whatever, there'd be like a showdown. And he was like the champ, like he set the record. He was, it, he became really popular just off of that. So yeah. I remember, and I knew him in the moment when Too Fast came out. And I was like, oh my God, oh, it's that guy. They, yeah. they got Jin from 106 and Park. <laughs> so there's, there's t- plenty of uh, cool and kind of random people in, in this one. So, but like I said, the winners, Amari Nolasco and Michael Ely. Um, what do we have next, Chanel? 
All right. So now it's the quote of the movie. Of course, I feel like this one, it's really easy to just pick a bunch of them because, again, they really lean into the humor here. Um, So I will start with a couple of my favorites. One um, that I actually just say to a friend, it's not like a hard punchline, but uh, every time I drive to Vegas and I drive past Barstow, I say I'm not going back to Barstow because (laughs) that's pretty iconic for me. But then lots more from Tyrese. The We Hungry. Hey, man, you got something to eat up in there? We hungry. Iconic. And I'll spoiler alert for the future or tease, but there is a Fast and Furious cast member who references uh, some of the lines about Tyrese and, and from Tyrese about food and stuff as well. So not just impactful to us, but to people who would later join the franchise, which is pretty cool. Uh, what, do, what are some of your favorites? I mean, anything with Tyrese, really. I mean, it's and it's the way he delivers it. It's like the 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 draw he puts on it. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's not just he's like, he's not just like, Oh, we we're hungry, or we hungry. He's like we hungry, or he'll be like, <laughs> yeah. you you see, I got a problem with authority, and like the, the, the way he <laughs> yeah. says authority, like that's what makes it like on paper these lines are, are nothing special, but it's it goes back to like what you said, you know, kind of praising him earlier. Um, he really delivers that, but I mean, Luda Luda kind of settled this for it for us in sure. our interview. It, it's Brian. Said yep. I said I said forget about it, cub. Like <laughs> I'm sorry. Like go. I, I just I've rewatched that since the interview, like just over and over. It's like it's an iconic moment. It's gone viral a few times. Like I, I remember, like on Twitter, like over the years, every now and then it'll like pop up and it'll just be like ninety thousand retweets. Just literally no commentary, just that video of of yeah. Paul Walker saying, "I said forget about it, cuh. Uh And I really appreciate that Luda loves it as much as we do. So yeah. It ha- it has to be the the pick here, right? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. That's definitely the top. And I love knowing that other people, even in the moment, sort of recognize just how funny that delivery was. Uh, and but that at the same time, that Paul Walker was game for it. <laughs> he just yeah, went for it. <laughs> totally. Um, and this one's less of an award, but more of a you know, where are they now? We're wondering what some of these characters that maybe haven't popped up over the years. You know, uh, us speculating on on what they're up to. Now we talked about Devin Aoki with Luda. We know mm-hmm. he got the uh, the hookup from her from her pops and yeah. then Hana. Uh, still, still no confirmation whether uh, Tyrese struck a deal with her dad for uh, Gypsy Hana, Gipsy his Hana. famed uh, backyard uh, restaurant at his own house. But we figure, we, I mean, what's Suki up to? I mean, I feel like this is something yeah. that you've really long thought about, right? So, I mean, do you have any? Uh, idea what if we're speculating? Yeah, well, something that I think about too, especially as like with F9, and like we know from the interview with Vin that they're trying to make even more callbacks to that first movie, and something that we lost without the Jesse character and then without Suki is like someone who just focuses on the design of stuff and like the technology and whatnot. So if they're using more incredible cars or whatever, I would love if for some reason, like they have to touch base, um, especially because Suki has worked with Tej. Maybe she has like some insights there too. Tej is like, here's, I can figure out how to make the gadgetry work and stuff, but you help us drop the plans for it or something like that. I think it'd be really, really fun for her because she was so into it in Too Fast. I mean, maybe she took over Tej's shop. You know, he became yeah. a, tech, a, a tech wizard. He's like, oh, I got the call from Brian. I'm going to Brazil. Watch the shop, and then he just hasn't been able to go back since. She's probably like, pay- yeah. up to paperwork, you know, over her head, mm-hmm. like just the amount of stuff that that Tej left her with. So, no, I mean, there's that's definitely if we ever got the you know rumored Tej or, or in a Roman spinoff, like she'd have to be in it. That would be yeah. A, we a have lock to see where she's locks. at. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially knowing that her and Ludacris are still like in touch too, like I think she would be down. <laughs> Come back yeah. to the franchise. 
you know, and, and if her, her brother Steve Aoki wants to wants to join the party, he can maybe take on a, a T-Pain type role yeah. uh, that we saw in Furious 7. So get the whole family. Get, uh, Benny Hanna's can cater. Get, right. get, the, get all the Aoki's invo- back involved with Fast. Um, Chanel, like we said, we're handing out awards and it's it's borderline criminal. You want to talk about, you know, stealing DVD players in that first movie. I mean, we're yeah. they're stealing from us by not uh, giving any awards over the years to the Fast franchise. But for Too Fast, I don't know. what's. I'm, I know what my instinct. My instinct is best original song, Act of Fool by Ludacris, which we talked about with him in our interview. It's it's uh, it's a banger on its own. It fits seamlessly into the movie. Ludacris was like one of the biggest rappers in the world. Yeah. At the time, he was really popping. And it just seems like a slam dunk. I mean, we were, what, uh, only a few years away from 3-6 Mafia winning for best original True. song. So yeah. like, it's not it's not insane that, that Luda could have done it here. I think so too. And like, I, I think the song is fun. I think, I think it's difficult to try to work in the title of a, of the movie into a song, but he does it and manages to still make it sound cool. So points for that there. Um, I think that's like the most obvious one. And the only other thing that I would say just sort of as a, you probably couldn't do it because I think it really highlights how much awards, like big award season and stuff doesn't really give into or like show recognition for comedy. But I would love to, maybe at a Golden Globes because they do actually have like comedy categories, like maybe not the Oscar, but at least best supporting for Tyrese for uh, comedy somehow in there. Because I, I think I think it's worth it. Um, maybe F9 is the one. Maybe that's just... Please. You know, Luda, Luda says Justin Lin told him it's the best one yet. So maybe it will finally get some oh. awards uh, recognition here. This one's like more of a... This is just that we needed to quickly recognize. Best bad guy name of the entire franchise. <laughs> I mean, Carter Verone in a landslide. Yeah. I'm sorry, Luke Hobbs. I'm sorry, Owen Shaw, Deckard Shaw. Cypher? Okay, Pretty maybe good. maybe you're, you're you're maybe number two, Jacob Toretto. I mean, I I respect that they went with the K for Jacob instead of the mm-hmm. C, but still, I mean, Carter Verone played by Cole Hauser again, someone who I'm only anytime Cole Hauser pops up, I'm like, hey, it's Cole Hauser. I enjoy Cole Hauser, yeah, and I think he's good and too fast, and I just felt like some respect needed to be paid to uh, such an incredible bad guy name. Yeah, it's it's it so smooth too which i think is like always fun because we get like you know names like uh like braga or something which are like fun but don't really have that perfect mix of like oh evil but also like really suave somehow uh which is kind of amazing yeah and i think he helps with this movie and you know i think because like fast five i mean we'll eventually get to fast five obviously but like that's clearly the 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 best movie of the franchise i mean i said it in the luda episode so i'm not spoiling anything here (laughs) but it's it's weird. Fast Five like doesn't suffer from like it probably has the least memorable technical Name, big bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it helps because mm-hmm. it has the Rock there too, kind of serving a little bit of that role uh, as antagonist. But um, but yeah, so that'll be something interesting to talk about on Fast Five. But then I mean, talking about Carter Verone, that goes right into our next category. I feel like with which plot line went by too fast, which is like clearly this was an award we had to give out on the Too Fast podcast. I don't know where where was your head at with this one. Yeah, um, well, we talked about it a little bit, uh, kind of, you know, just hinting at that with the card of our own stuff, but with a villain with a name, like, that's that prominent. And we know that Monica has been undercover, but we don't really know the full extent of it. Like, the movie, of course, there's the line, even really early on, when 
Brian is first getting the the pitch for the assignment where they're like, you know, she's inside, but we don't know where, like what the status is and if she's flipped. Um, but then every scene that we're like, see with the Monica character, it's not really ever as shady as it could be. So I'm like, what is the connection? Are like, how deep is she really? Does she feel that pressure at all? Cause we just don't get that insight from her. No, you're totally right. And I mean, this feels like the perfect segue into my uh, clearing the lane out so I can talk about Eva Mendez. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Eva Mendez, not only her, her the Monica and Carter relationship, yes, I agree which plot line went by too fast, but also the We Hungry Award, again, one we couldn't skip on the Too Fast episode. Uh, it feels like it should go to Tyrese, but Eva Mendez eating a grape. Go, go, go back, find this scene. <laughs> Eva Mendez is like sucking on a grape as she's sitting out by the pool with uh, Roman and with Brian. And it's like, grapes are so small. You just you just put it in your mouth. You just bite the grape. <laughs> yeah. You eat it. You don't suck on it. But it works. It works because mm-hmm. it's Eva Mendez. And I, I said, I, I would just really say Eva Mendez, maybe the most important actress to me in, in of all time. For me oh. personally. For me personally. You have someone here that's sitting in. She does training day. That's her big kind of first breakout. And that's in 2001. Mm-hmm. 2003, she's here doing Too Fast, Too Furious. In 2005, she's in my favorite non-Fast and Furious movie of all time, Hitch. Yeah. So that's like mind-blowing to me. I'm just like, I'm, I'm indebted to her forever. I think she's really good in this movie. As I said, in if you listen to our Vin episode, Vin, Vin said he likes to take requests from anyone. He'll listen mm-hmm. to anyone. My big one was like, give me Eva back before yeah. we wrap this sucker up. So I just feel like we didn't, you know, we weren't able to talk about her much in the uh, the Luda uh, interview, but uh, I just needed a, a special shout out and I needed Eva to know how important she is, not only to Too Fast, but to me personally. So is there you, a Eva. way that you would like to see her character come back specifically? Like, have you thought about that at all? I mean, we got at the end of Fast Five, like clearly her and Hobbs know each other. I mean, there's yeah. a clear connection right there. So you don't even, you know, obviously there was the whole, she was romantically linked with Brian. So obviously that connection isn't really going to be there as a re-entry point. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it seems like through Hobbs. Now, the, the Rock isn't in Fast 9, most likely, as far as we know. So we would need probably him to come back. Or maybe him not being there is actually her entry point in. Yeah. Like, hey, someone, yeah. Hobbs, Hobbs couldn't make it. But like, I, I was down in Miami with your boy Brian. Go go check my references. He'll say I'm I'm good to work with, and then boom, bada bing, bada boom. We're back in with Eva Mendez as Monica. Yeah, I think that could work, especially because even with that little scene, there is the whole "Do you believe in ghosts?" thing. Like she's talking about Letty, a character that she has not met on screen. So like clearly, her and Hobbs have talked about just like the the crew itself and like all the stuff they've been up to. So we can believe that she's been involved and like up to date on everything. I think it would be really easy to bring her in and, instead of Hobbs. Yeah, Eva, please unretire. Please come. I I need you for two things. I need you back and fast before it ends. And then I have a hitch two script for you to read. So that's it. That's all I need from you. And then you can go back to being a great mom and a great businesswoman. (laughs) Um, Kind of getting towards the end here. We have the job rule mistake of the week. Again, all these awards, it seems like we really just like came up with them based off of too fast. But this movie, (laughs) the job rule mistake of the week has to go to job rule. Like this is a guy. um, It came up very, you know, in passing with Luda. It's probably a sensitive subject. Um, and, you know, he, clearly he hasn't spoke to, to Ja about it. But Ja Rule, small role in the first one. Hey, he was funny. He was, it's a good little, you know, yeah. um, 
you know, Monica, like right? yeah. that's his, uh, he gets to yell that. That's his one big moment. Yeah. Um, oh, and it's what it's not how you stand by a car. Yeah. It, he gets it's how you it's how you race your car. Some right? humor that, and an iconic yeah. line. Good combo. Yeah. So and, and again, Ja Rule, he's he's doing big things musically at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's really taken off. So the story is apparently they wanted him back for too fast. It's it's again unclear, like, you know, what was you know, because Ludacris ends up coming on board, but like obviously they would have had to do some rewrites because like, you know, Ja Rule couldn't be Ted. Like his name was already right. Edwin and he knew yeah. Brian in the first one. So I we don't know how that version was gonna look. But uh yeah, I mean he's gotta look back and been like, what could have been yeah. now would Ja Rule had still would they have still been bringing Ja Rule along for F9? I don't know. So yeah, it just felt like if we're gonna have a Ja Rule Mistake of the Week award, it has to go to the titular Ja Rule here. Finally, we know winning's winning, Chanel. So we have to wrap up. Who or what was the ultimate winner of Too Fast? For me, I mean, I've mentioned him already a bunch, but Tyrese really, really wins, I think, in a number of ways. Like, A, you have this character that was made because other people like were dropping out, namely, of course, Vin not being in the second movie. So they create this whole other plot. Uh, but then he comes in and so funny. And then that role really expands. Like you said, he becomes kind of the jokester for the whole franchise and what, who they lean on for levity. Uh, we know from talking to Luda, but then also like spoiler alert for everybody else to Tyrese later, just like how much of that kind of stuff is improv. Um, and he creates a character that is really lovable and also integral to a central character, Brian's backstory. Um, it's like, you can't get any better than that. Now you're, you know, nine movies deep, two more to go off of something that was kind of a chance, <laughs> you know, just took a chance script wise and whatnot. Like, how do you, how do you win more than Tyrese has with Too Fast? I mean, his wallet definitely is winning at this point, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, how long he's, he's been able to be around and be such an integral part of these movies. No, but you're, I think you're right on. I mean, obviously Paul's incredible in this and, you know, he takes on, you know, even more responsibility from the first one with, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, Vin not being here. But yeah, I mean, Tyrese just comes in and he's like a force, both comedically, physically. Um, and we didn't know coming in. He had he had done Baby Boy with John Singleton, right. which uh, was pretty well received. And I think mm-hmm. he was good in it. But again, you don't know. That was that was one performance. And obviously, I'm sure it helped, again, working with John Singleton and someone that he would continue to collaborate with for many years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Tyrese is, you know, uh, he bust through the door and they didn't let them let them kick him out. And, you know, as uh, and he's still here and he's still making us laugh. And uh, we can't wait for everyone to hear his uh, his chat with us, too, down the road. Yeah, I, I will say, like, as a quick button on that, too, like uh, there was an interview with Paul Walker about the fourth movie when they brought everybody back. And his one regret, he said it was like a random junket interview. But he was just saying, like, his one regret is that they could not bring back the Roman character for that movie. Um, so I think like. To come in and then also have a star of the franchise like Paul Walker be like, hey, but we really missed out by not bringing Roman and Tyrese back. Like, that's also a vote, huge vote of confidence for him. Yeah. Then luckily for us all, it, it ended up happening with Fast Five. And I said, we'll, we'll get into much more uh, Tyrese talk when, when he joins us. Uh, but that's it for Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, thank you again to Ludacris for joining us. And, uh, you know, like Brian O'Connor, we hope we earned your respect and that you keep listening to EW's binge of the Fast Saga. When next week we're welcoming Lucas Black on the talk, the Fast yeah. and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Spoiler alert, it's a fun one. He's he's uh, <laughs> obviously Sean's like it was kind of a one off, and then he he's come back into our life, including uh, F nine. But uh, but Lucas was was a, a real thrill to talk to, 
And uh, so definitely check that out. In the meantime, please subscribe and listen along every week wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, tell us what you think, share it with your friends and family. You can find us on Twitter at Derek J. Lawrence or me at Chanel Berlin. Also head to EW.com for complete coverage of the Fast Saga and full episode transcripts. This episode was hosted and produced by Derek Lawrence and Chanel Berlin Johnson, produced, edited, and mixed by Sammy Junio, and executive produced by Carly Usden and Shana Naomi Krokmal. Thanks for listening, and until next time, salute me podcast familia.